Hey, this is Joe Caminetti Jr. Welcome to the BC Podcast. We hope it inspires you and helps you in your journey with Jesus. Enjoy the message. I am so excited again with this series. I want to open it up with a story. Um, when I was in Bible school, I went to Oklahoma. I was in Tulsa to go to Bible school. And I worked for this place called Quick Trip. And it, it's like a Sheets would be. They were cutting edge. They had 60 stores alone in Tulsa. And I worked the night shift, midnight. The reason I did that is so I could go to school in the morning. And then I wanted to be involved in my church, you know, in, in the evening. So that just allowed me to do everything I wanted to do. And I was there about six months. And one of the regional guys came in, a manager from corporate. He said, hey, Joe, he said, we'd like to make you a manager of a store. And then we'd like to groom you to come up to corporate. And, and I said, I'm here to go to Bible school. He said, we just want you to pray about it. Just pray about it because this is a Christian-owned company. So all these guys are Christian. And I said, no, I'm called. I have a calling. I can't do that. He said, going to be back in two weeks. Pray about it. So he came back in two weeks and I did pray about it. And I knew I'm, nothing's going to change. And I just said, man, I know I'm called to be a minister. That's why I'm here. And, and again, I'm flattered, but I have to decline. And he just looked at me and said, Joe, he said, I was testing you because he said, a lot of people go to Bible school. I wanted to make sure you knew you were called. He says, I, I respect that. I'll leave you alone. And here's a question I want to ask everybody that's listening. Do you know that you're called? Do you know what your call is? Some of you do. Some of you walked away from it. God's going to bring you right back to it. Others, you just haven't heard anybody teach on this. So you're wondering, what's a call? What's a calling? So it's, it's the Greek word kaleo. And here's the definition, guys. It's a pretty cool definition. A calling is an invitation to stand in a divinely appointed position. Now, the invitation comes from heaven. So think about that. Isn't that cool? God has invited every Christian to stand in a divinely appointed position. Now, you might say, well, I'm not called to be a pastor or full-time ministry. Of course not. One percent of you are called to do that. So there's some of you listening, TCI, Borman, Warren, that's your calling. And here at Believers, we will help you get into that position. But the, the other 99 percent, you're as much called as I am. You're called. You're going to do it by volunteering, but you are called. You have been invited by God to stand in a divinely appointed position. When it comes to calling, there's a general calling, we all have exactly the same general calling, and it is exciting. So that, that's lesson two. And then we have this specific calling. It's different for every one of us. I have mine. I'm supposed to be a pastor. And we all have our specific callings. And that's lessons three and four. We're going to have a blast with it. But here's what I think is amazing about your calling. The most important number one prayer in all the New Testament. And what I mean by this is you'll see prayer after prayer in the New Testament and we take those prayers and we pray them today for Christians. And usually Paul or one of the other guys writing a book, they would pray different prayers and they say to the church, I'm praying. The number one prayer is found in Ephesians chapter one. It's two parts. Part one, we'll look at next week. Part two, it's amazing when he prays this specific thing that the first thing he prays about is you coming to know your calling. Listen to this. It's Ephesians 1.18. Having the eyes of your heart enlightened, that you may know. All that means is this. He's praying that God would open up your spiritual eyes because God can help us understand the Bible. He can help us understand every principle in the Bible. So he's praying. I'm praying for God to open up your spiritual eyes. Why? Why? So that you might know the hope of his calling, 
on your life. It goes on to say the riches of the glory and the inherit of the inheritance in the saints, and then the power of the resurrection, and those are things that are all so important. But the number one thing he prays, that you would come to know the hope of his calling. It must be important if he's praying that way. So if you come to believers, I pray at least three times a week, probably four. I, I, I pray every day, but about three or four times a week, one of the things I pray is, Father, I pray for everybody that comes to believers and calls this church home, that you would open up their eyes to the hope of their calling. And that's why things pop. You know, I, I say, Father, open up their eyes to every principle in the Bible. Every time they read the Bible, let it make sense. And that's why things pop in your life, man, because you're being prayed for. You can pray that way for yourself too. It's powerful. But then I think this is amazing. Many times when writing a book of the Bible, uh, he, he addresses people this way. Listen to this, Jude 1.1, 1, 1, the Bible addresses people. Jude, a servant of Jesus Christ and a brother of James, to those who have been called who are loved in God the Father and kept for Jesus Christ. And I love that he, he's writing to Christians. This would be the same as if he were writing to us today, and he's addressing you as called to those who have been invited to stand in a divinely appointed position. And that's why I want, I want you to be able to walk out of this series and say, I know what my calling is. We have tools here at Believers that will help you figure it out. Of course, we're praying for you. And all you have to do is say, God, I want to know, I want to know. And you seek and you shall find, right? So this is why I'm so excited about the series. Here's what I want to do in lesson one. This is my big idea. This is what I want us to walk out understanding more clearly than we've ever understood it. And it goes like this. Your position isn't dependent on your condition, so your position is what? Your calling. Uh, you have been invited to stand in the divinely appointed position. So your position isn't dependent on your condition. What's your condition? Who you are, what, what, what atmosphere you were born in, how old you are, how young you are, all your mistakes, none of that matters. Your position isn't dependent on your condition. I want to help you walk out understanding that really, really clearly. So I have, I have four points that are going to help us do that. Here's number one. It doesn't matter who you were when God called you. I mean, God called me, and I, I, I was a terrible kid. I mean, I, I came to the place where I didn't believe God existed. That's not good, right? Um, I'd walked away from God, grew up Catholic, but walked away from God. I just said, I don't believe you exist anymore. My brother died. I became very angry with God over that, too. I'm living in deep sin, and God called me. It doesn't matter who you were. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter where you're at in life. It just doesn't matter who you were when God called you. And I want to give you some examples. Here's number one. Uh, Abraham was a non-believer when God called him. Think about this. Um, God called him, and he was an idol worshiper. Think about that. Um, but you know what? God called him, his name was Abram. God said, I'm going to change your name to Abraham, father of many nations. When God called him, he was not a man of God. He was not living for God. He didn't even know who God was. And you know what God said? God invited him to stand in a divinely appointed position. You know what position that was? God called him to become the first Jew. <laughs> he became the father of the Jewish nation. And God called him to be the father of faith. And so our Christianity came forth from him through Jesus. And think about it. Here's a heathen man, doesn't know God at all, but God called him when he didn't know him to be the father of many nations, to be the father of the Jewish nation, to be the father 
of faith. And you and I have to understand our position doesn't have anything to, it just doesn't matter where your condition is, guys. God calls us wherever we're at. So I want, I want you to hear Abram's calling. It's pretty powerful. And it goes like this, Genesis 12, 1. The Lord said to Abram, go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. This is where he was invited. Here he is, a heathen. God's saying, I want you to go somewhere else. He's gonna, he's gonna tell him what his position will be. But now he had a choice. Here's his choice. Should I take the invitation? Or do I wanna pass the invitation up? And every one of us have that choice. We, we have been invited to stand in the divinely appointed position. We all have that choice. And Abraham took it. It's amazing. Listen, listen here, here's what he was called to do. Verse two, I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you, and I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. So at the time, get a hold of this. Abram is 75. His wife is 65. And they were, when they were young, and when they were in those childbearing ages, they, they couldn't have children. There were no fertility doctors. We don't know why, but she was barren. They could not have kids. Now they're 75 and 65, and in order to be the father of many nations... You've got to have kids. And so it's like, it, it just, uh, your condition has nothing to do, guys, with it. You, you, it doesn't matter. God called him. And, and, and it's amazing. Listen to the very next verse. It says in verse three, I will bless those who bless you and whoever curses you, I will curse. Here's the part I'm interested in. And all peoples of the earth will be blessed through you. Your position isn't dependent on your condition. I want to talk to all the students now. Guys, you listening? All the young people, students, college, 20s, younger. Listen to this. Jeremiah was a youth when God called him. Now, the old Italians would say it this way. Jeremiah was a youth when God called him, right? <laughs> Some of my uncles would say it. Uh, here's the story. Here's the story. True story. My brother Mike, who now pastors Faith Family in Canton, he was with us for four and a half years when we first started the church. And uh, he was our first student pastor. And about four years into it, Mike comes to me and says, Joe, I just really feel God's calling me to be a senior pastor. Now, just like I pray for you, I pray for my leadership three, four times a week. I'm praying for them. And I said, Mike, I already sensed it. I said, we'll help you. We'll help you plant the church. And we did. We helped him plant the church. But then I had to find another student pastor. So the guy I picked, let me give you just a little bit of his history. His name was Mark Pagley. Now, Mark was led to the Lord by one of, one of my good buddies, uh, Ted Sad. Ted was our first children's pastor here at Believers. And then he ran our Christian school. Now he pastors in Newcastle, Pennsylvania. Uh, Ted led Mark to the Lord when Mark was in high school. So Mark comes out of high school, he's the number one baseball uh, recruit in the state of Pennsylvania. Number one, he, he was drafted by the San Francisco Giants. He goes out there, he's trying out for the Giants, and God deals with his heart and says, I didn't call you to play baseball. I want you to go back. Can you imagine that? He walked away from millions, and he comes back here. And then Ted says, come over to Believers. So Mark's from Nushanik, township over a suburb of Newcastle. So he starts coming to believers. So he's here when Mike leaves. And I looked at him one day and I just felt he's our next student pastor. He's 20 years old. He's our next student pastor. And so 
I sat Mark down. I said, I really believe you're supposed to be our next student pastor. And, and, and Mark just looked at me and said, I'm 20. I've been a Christian two years. I said, I know. I know that's weird, isn't it? But I just feel it's you. Pray about it. Pray about it. And, and so he did. And he came back to me. He said, he said, he said I really I feel the call. He says, I, know, I, I knew I was called, but he says, I feel this is it. So he becomes our, our second student pastor. And I, I share the story for this reason. Mark was so innovative. I mean, he was so incredible. He, he would just get these ideas because he was called. You know, and God would give him all these ideas. And he became cutting edge at what he did. As a matter of fact, uh, a- after a while, churches all over the country bring him in for him to consult their student ministries on how to do student ministry. And he did things that nobody was doing. It just just came up with these crazy things. Now he pastors in Arkansas. They just launched their first campus. They're ready to launch their, their second. And uh, it's amazing what God did to him. But he was 20. He's 20. Your age doesn't matter. You just want to answer the call. Sometimes God will send you to school. Sometimes he won't. You just have to answer the call, whatever it is, full, part, volunteer. You want to answer the call. So there's this big call, Jeremiah. Jeremiah was about eighth grade when God called him, think about that, to be a prophet to the nations. Now, a prophet to Israel, that's one thing. You go speak to the king of Israel. These are all your family, your friends. But a prophet to nations, you go to a king of another nation and say, this is what God wants you to know. And think about that eighth grade adolescent boy. This is what God wants you to know. Think about that, man. That'd be crazy. And, and so God calls him to do that. That's the highest position in the Old Testament. There's no higher position. And God used an eighth grader. That's amazing, right? Don't say you're too young to accept your call. Here's the story, Jeremiah 1, 4, 5. The Lord said to me, I knew you before you were formed within your mother's womb. Before you were born, I sanctified you and appointed you as a spokesman to the world. That's the prophet to the nations. Now, this lesson three, that's when we go over this. That's an amazing thing. Think about this. Read it a little bit. Um, but listen to verse six. That's what I want today. Oh, Lord God, I said, I can't do that. I'm far too young. I'm only a ute, right? And, and that, that's what the Hebrew would mean. The Hebrew word here means infancy to adolescence. And so he, that's why experts say probably, probably an eighth grader. That's about as old as he could be, right? About an eighth grader. He says, God, I can't do it. How many of us do that no matter what age we are? God, God, I can't. God, you don't understand. Well, the calling has nothing to do with your condition, right? You and I want to walk out of here understanding that. So I just want you to hear what God said. The next one is, is cool. Verse 7. Don't say that, he replied, for you will go wherever I send you and speak whatever I tell you to do. Now, I want you to humor me, TCI Boardman here. Can you look at one of your neighbors and just say, don't say that? Can you just do it? Go ahead. Do it. Come on. Oh, yeah. Now, it was so fun. Look at another neighbor. Say the same thing. Don't say that. Come on, guys. Come on, Borman. Don't say that. That's what God's saying to all of us, man. Don't say that. Just don't say it. Why? Why don't say it? Well, I'm going to share my second point, and then we're going to finish this story. Here's why. God equips the one he calls. If he calls you, he equips you. That means he gives you the gifts to do what he called you to do. So, I played football in high school, and I wasn't—I wasn't good. But uh, I dressed as a sophomore, and so uh, we only had five sophomores dressed at JFK that year uh, to play play varsity. And so um, they put me on a 
practice squad. I, I started special teams, but that was it. And uh, I'm, 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 you know, enjoying summer practice. Then we get, we're given our equipment, and that's when they give you your pads. And they gave me this helmet that was so big, it just went like this. It was so loose. So I go to my coach, and you're, you're nothing when you're a sophomore. And uh, I said, my helmet doesn't fit. He goes, we'll get you another one. Just play with that right now. So we're doing this practice, and I'm on the practice defense, that, you know, and, and the offense, first-team offense is playing. And back then, they taught us to tackle with our helmets. Today, the NFL, they fine you for because that can hurt you, right? Concussions, broken neck. But that's how we were taught, man. And so hit with your head, hit him right in the numbers. So this guy's running the ball, and I go to hit him, and I do everything to the book, and I hit him as hard as I can. My helmet comes down, and it just smacks my nose. And it was the first of three times I broke my nose. You wondered, why does he have those really cool lumps on his nose? That's why, man. And, and I literally had my first concussion. And it, it was the first time I saw stars. You, you know, I saw that in cartoons because in high school, I was still watching cartoons. And, and I saw all the stars. And I thought, I thought this was just in cartoons. And, and, and guys, here's why. You wonder why I share stories. Here's why. God will never give you a helmet that's too big. He'll always give you a helmet that fits you. God equips the one he calls. He equips you. So Jeremiah is our story. Take a look at this. Uh, we just want to read the next verse. Jeremiah 1.8. And don't be afraid of the people, for I, the Lord, will be with you and see you through. Listen to verse 9. Then he touched my mouth and said, see, I have put my words in your mouth. That's when he gave him the gift to be a prophet. Here's what I want to say to you. If God calls you to do anything, you have a gift in there that's just waiting to be used. And that's why, guys, it's so important to understand your position isn't dependent on your condition. It just isn't. Remember how we talked about Abraham? One of the most famous verses in the Bible, this is all about God equipping. And I, I want you to listen, Romans 4, 17. As it is written, a father of many nations have I made thee before him whom he believed, even God, who giveth life to the dead. Listen to this and calleth the things that are not as though they were. I love that. Uh, I love the way that is said. God calls things that aren't as though they are. That's when he looks at you and he calls you, and, and we'll talk about it in lesson three. Before you were born, he's, he speaks over you, and he says, this is what you will do in my kingdom. And that's amazing. He calls things that aren't as though they were. So when he came to Abram, changed his name to Abraham, that's what he was doing. He said, you are the father. Remember, Abraham means father of many. You are the father of many nations. And it was at that moment, God called something that wasn't into existence. And that's what he's done in every one of your life. That's when he pops gifts inside of us. Now, uh, remember, Abraham's 75, Sarah's 65. Couldn't have kids when they were kid-bearing age. Now they're 75, 65. So Gina asked me this question. She said, hey, Joe, you know King Abimelech? Uh, when, you know when Abraham and Sarah were going to come in front of him? And Abraham said to Sarah, he said, Sarah, tell him you're my sister. If you tell him that I'm your husband, uh, he might kill me because you're so beautiful. He'll kill me and take you to be my wife. Now, I 65-year-old women are very beautiful, but here's the thing, guys. Listen, listen. Kings back then, their harem consisted of 15-year-olds, 16-year-olds, 17-year-olds, 20-year-olds. They got the youngest women. And so Gina looked at me. She said, why would they even worry? She's 65. I mean, a king's not going to take someone at that age to be his wife. And I said, maybe chronologically, 
the way it happened, it, it happened when she was younger. And, and, and then I got to looking because I was so curious. And then I found out, no, she was 65 or 66 when that happened. And so I began to look at what all the, you know, the, the experts say. And here's what they say. They say the Hebrew words that are used, they say that when God called him the father of many nations and when God spoke that over them, that, that they believe because of the Hebrew words used, that, that she became youthful looking again. That God actually, it even changed her outward appearance. And that's why Abraham was so concerned with ambivalent. Why do I share that story? Just to tell you, man, it doesn't matter who you are. If God's called you, God will equip you. God will get you to the place he wants you to be. That's important for us to understand. Here's point three. You ready? Ready for point three? It's pretty cool. Our calling is sovereign. I like this one. That means God decides, right? Have you ever wondered why Billy Graham is Billy Graham? Why did God pick Billy Graham? Now, if you're younger, you may not know who he is. He's, he's the biggest, most influential evangelist of the modern day. So when I was in Bible school, we had a speaker come into our chapel. There's about 1,200 of us in the room in chapel. And he said, I'd like everybody that accepted Jesus through Billy Graham's ministry to stand up. Do you know that half the people stood up, 50%? Now, at that point in my life, I respected Billy Graham. But after that, I really respected Billy Graham. I mean, he, he brought millions to the Lord in this country and, and around the world. And so I asked the question, have you ever wondered why Billy Graham was chosen to be Billy Graham? Why didn't God choose Craig Cookie, right? Somebody else, right? Why, why, wouldn't, why can't I be saying today, why did God call Greg Cookie to be Greg Cookie? Why didn't he call Billy Graham, right? Because God is sovereign and he decides. So there's this story in the Bible. It has to do with Jacob, whose name was changed to Israel, and his son Joseph, and then his grandkids, Ephraim and Manasseh. Now, here's if you don't know the Old Testament, here's what happened. Grandpas would lay their hands on all the kids, and when they did it, they would become prophets. Uh, they weren't prophets, but they would become prophetic, and they would literally speak words from God's mouth over these grandkids. And whatever they spoke, would happen. It was amazing the way God did that. So um, Manasseh was the firstborn, which means he was supposed to have double blessings and he was supposed to get the biggest blessing. Um, Israel's right hand was supposed to be put on his head because he's the firstborn. And the story is amazing what God does and it just shows us his sovereignty. It also shows us we're all valuable to God. So I wanna read the story, Genesis 48, 13. And Joseph took both of them, Ephraim on his right towards Israel's left hand and Manasseh on his left towards Israel's right hand and brought them close to him. Verse 14, but Israel reached out his right hand and put it on Ephraim's head, though he was younger, and crossing his arms, he put his left hand on Manasseh's head, even though Manasseh was the firstborn. When Joseph saw his father placing his right hand on Ephraim's head, he was displeased. He took hold of his father's hand to move it from Ephraim's head to Manasseh's head. Joseph said to him, no, my father, this one is the firstborn. Put your right hand on his head. And I like this verse 19. But his father refused and said, I know my son, I know he too will become a people and he too will become great. Nevertheless, the younger brother will be greater than he and his descendants will become a group of nations. So both of them had a calling. Both of them were called of God to do something. 
But God's sovereign in his callings. And I say that for this reason, guys. Don't be shocked. Don't be shocked concerning what God calls you to do. And don't think, how could it be me? Your position is not dependent on your condition. Never be shocked. He's going to use all of us, but he decides who he's going to use. And that's amazing to me. So I say this so you're sensitive and you're not shocked. And you say, whoa, okay, God, I'm going to give myself to that invitation to stand in that divinely appointed position. I want to close with my fourth point. You guys ready? Point four. It's never too late to accept your calling. It's just never too late. Never. So some of you are here, maybe you've been a Christian for 30 years, and you just maybe never heard a teaching like this. You never got into a series like this, or maybe you've felt the invitation, but you're just not given into it. You know, you're just not yielded to it. And you're sitting here thinking, I can't do it now. No, no, the call's still there. The gift's still there. And God will use you. He, he never takes it away. Some of you maybe just became Christians and you think, I'm 30 years old, I'm 40 years old, I just accepted Christ, I'm 50. Can, can God use me? Yeah, yeah, the call was there before you were born. And yes, he will use you. Now, some of you are listening, you ready for this? You walked away from God. Maybe you fell into deep sin. Maybe you've been away for years and you're thinking, I blew it. No, you didn't. You didn't blow it. The calling didn't go anywhere. Uh, just repent and get back on the track. I mean, God will use you to do what he called you to do. He'll never take it away from you. And I love this next scripture because God spoke this over a backslidden Israel who walked away from him. And he says this in Romans eleven twenty nine 29, for God's gifts and his kaleo, his invitation to stand in a divinely appointed position are irrevocable. Guys, listen, God's saying, I never take it back. It's always on your life. And I don't know about you, but I'm excited about the fact that our position doesn't have anything to do with our condition. And no matter who we are, we can yield to the call and God will get us right to where we need to be. Borbin, TCI Warren, can we give it up to God that we're called? Can we just say, thank you, God? It's amazing. It's amazing. So listen, listen, listen. There's gonna be some calling going on more, more notable in your life over the next several weeks. God's going to begin to deal with your hearts. He's going to bring some sparks up that used to be there. And he's going to begin to deal with you that, hey, this is what I've called you to do. It's never going to leave you. Whenever you get close to God, you're going to hear it again. It just never goes away. And so I just want to encourage you, answer the call because, man, it is the most amazing thing on the planet to think that God has invited us to stand in a divinely appointed position. That general call is amazing. That's next week. But then the specific three and four. Guys, it's time to pray. Can we bow our heads, close our eyes? Father, I did my best to, to open this series up, to teach this part of the Bible. And Lord, as, as we bow reverently in your presence, I know some people you've, you've You've been dealing with them from the get-go on this message. And, and Lord, you've been saying to a lot of us, stop saying that. Don't say that. And you're just lining us up. So Lord, right now, humbly, we're bowed before you in prayer. And guys, here's all, here's all I think God's wanting from you today. It's Lord, I want to know my calling.
I just want to know it. I want to walk in it. For many of you, you are, but you know, sometimes he shifts us. So maybe you've been feeling the shift, but just say, God, I want to know my calling. That's all. That's all. If you seek, you shall find. I believe God's going to continue to just deal with hearts. God's real, man. He's here. We can't see him, but the Holy Spirit is speaking to hearts. He's encouraging. He's exhorting. He's calling. He's calling. He's calling. So heads are bowed, eyes are closed. I want to deal just for a moment more with, with the number one calling in all the world. God has invited every person on the planet to become one of his kids. We're not going to talk about that in this series. That's the first invite. He's, he's called you to stand in the divinely appointed position of being his child. That's amazing. And he's been working on some of your hearts. So why not today? Why not accept that invitation today, right? And so with heads bowed, eyes closed, listen. Jesus said it this way. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to God, go to heaven, unless they go through me. Jesus said, whoever calls on my name, I will save them. And so you and I are gonna say, yes, Jesus, we hear that and we believe it. Uh, man can't open your eyes up to this, only God can. But here's what I'm asking right now, because many of us grew up in church. I'm asking, can you remember a moment in your life where you answered that call and said, Jesus, I receive you as my savior. Some of you walked in not being sure if God existed. I was there at one time in my life. And God right now has a hold of you, man. He's calling you right now. And you see it. You don't know why. Your head's like, what's going on here? God's inviting you to become one of his kids. So heads are bowed, eyes are closed. If, if, if you're here and you say, that's me, I want to help you pray and just receive Jesus. And I'd like everyone, TCI, Borman, Warren, can we help them? Let's be a little loud today. Let's let them hear us as we repeat this prayer. For those that are praying it the first time, this is going to be amazing in your life. Just say this. Say, Lord God, I'm ready today to accept Jesus. Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God. And this day, I accept you as my Savior and make a decision to follow you. Amen. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast. There are a couple things I'd love for you to do. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. That helps us spread the word and impact more people. You can also help us see others connected to God by investing today at believers.cc give. And if you want updates on all things Believers Church, check out believers.cc or follow us at A City Connected on Twitter and Instagram or search Believers The Connecting Place on Facebook. The best way to connect with BC is live and in person at one of our weekend worship experiences. We have locations in Boardman and Warren, and you can get the service times and plan your visit at believers.cc. Thanks for tuning in to the BC Podcast.